Hello and welcome to Chapter Chaps. It's me, Quentin Anthony, and I'm hitting you up with that D-pool. What, 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 what's up? I didn't read the book for this week. What are we doing? <laughs> I forget how we start these things Hello off. Hello and welcome to Double Issue. My name is Quentin Pongratz and with me is Daniel Poole. Okay, that's how we do it. Hello, this is Double <laughs> Issue. This is Quentin. Hello, this I'm is Quentin back. Issue. I am Double Poole and joining me today is Issue. But yeah, this is a podcast where we make up stories. Uh, we're creating a shared universe using stories and world building conversations. Yeah. The Double Issue superhero universe and associated yeah. it's the double issue verse because we do have the double issue cinematic universe that's true where idris elba plays captain havoc senior <laughs> i think that's the only casting decision we've made could jaden smith be captain havoc jr mm. or is he too old now to be a teen yeah too old is what i'd say that's the only reason i'd reject that choice He's one of my faves. Just because you love that anime. I've been opened up to other works by Jaden Smith now. Oh, what do you like? Uh, the 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 Earth After Earth one. Uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I like that one. Okay. He does some music. He's got a bottled water company now. All I'm saying is, we give Jaden Smith a lot of crap, and I think he does some cool stuff beyond Neo Yokio, which is still the best anime ever of all time. That's gross of you to say. <laughs> It's like I'm throwing up a bit in my mouth. So anyway, what's our topic this week, Quinn? I don't know. We got more to get into before this. <laughs> it's our conception versary, Daniel. <gasps> Roughly a year ago today, we came up with the idea for this. Oh yeah, did we come up over it uh, on it over Oktoberfest? Yeah, returning from John's birthday. Cool. We started the idea, <laughs> and now here we are, episode twenty-nine. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we've been pretty much consistent on having episodes out. Yeah, we had two fillers. Yeah. But one bonus. Ooh. So basically like one filler. Yeah. Could we just release like extra episodes to like take up that? Yeah, we need that... one more bonus episode to be be fully weekly again. Okay. So at some point we need another and it has to be an actual episode. Not just all the stuff we've talked about. Yeah. So we talked about what domain names we want to buy and what things would be good to talk about in this episode. Did we decide one? Yeah. We're going to talk about Myriad. Myriad or the Zombie City event? Which one? Well, I guess the Zombie City event. And we'll learn about Myriad through that. Okay. So what do we know about this event so far? The Amazing Richard made some device that started sucking souls out of everyone. Yeah. And the city became like zombies. Right. When they had their souls sucked in because they want to eat other people to get their souls somehow. I think. Yeah. Maybe they got soul teeth now. <laughs> Essence suckers. Their mouths are just like octopus tentacles, like uh, suction cups. Um, let's see. Soul teeth dot online is available. <laughs> Ooh. I guess at some point we should determine, but maybe they 
they either can suck souls out of people and feed on them or something, or they believe they can, and so they're just trying to eat people. But they do, they, there is some sort of identification. They do know someone that is not like them. They're not, they're all not running around biting each other. Yeah. I was going to say, what if they're just hungry? Like, they just eat anything. Yeah. I just, there needs to be a reason why they're not just all eating each other then. Yeah. They don't, do they play by zombie rules? Like, can they suck out your soul and you become one too? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, so maybe they just don't take on their own. It'd be a much less less messy zombie apocalypse. Since they're not eating brains? Yeah, it's like since they don't have to like dig into you. Oh, they're digging in. Oh. How else are they going to get to the soul part? <laughs> okay, so they're still roughing you up. Yeah, it's not, they're not going for the brains, but mm-hmm. they're trying to chomp down on you. <laughs> and I think the similar zombie things is for some some weird logic reason, if you don't have a soul in you, your body doesn't know when to die. Oh. So they yeah. so they could be rotting and you could take off an arm and they're still just like, meh. I think that checks out. Yeah. The Amazing Richard makes a device because he wants to suck out his soul and live forever. Right, in his robot body. Yeah, this is pre-robot body though. Okay. I think maybe he's just trying to find a way to transfer the soul. Okay. But it doesn't like contain correctly or something. I don't know exactly his motivation right now. We could flesh that out, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I think at some point the device goes haywire and just starts sucking. Oh. And it kind of sucks sucks in a whole city. And that would be like the genesis of the event. So I was wondering if it's just, if he's testing on a couple people, you could also do like heroes come in and bust up his, his lab and his test subjects get free. Oh, that's probably pretty good. And they start sucking people. And then we can use the the malfunctioning equipment that's just sucking in sucking in souls as a later plot device. Yeah. So the genesis is he's just testing it out. He's not really happy with it yet, but he's working on it. Some heroes come in to stop his evil plans because they know something's going on. I guess we need some people to stop him. And these are people that have probably got got. Oh, like heroes that got got? Yeah. So, so maybe they like come in and they beat, they beat Richard easily. <laughs> and then they're like, we'll set these people free. And they open up a cage or something with some people in it. And they just like jump out and bite the heroes. <laughs> you have some zombies going free that were captured. They're spreading it around the city. And you have some super zombies freed upon the world, I guess. Okay, I've got one truth satyr. Oh. It's a, a satyr, a mythological beating that, no. I mean, like, truth satyr, like crusader. Oh, but truth satyr would be good, too. That's uh, truth, truth satyr's uh, nemesis. <laughs> or they, they, do they have, uh, like, sword and shield? or? I mean, that'd be good. In regular armor. Well, then how do they get bit if they got all this armor on? Take off their helmet to, like, swish back their flowing hair and then get bit. If he's a truth crusader, he have, like, a giant book for a shield? Or... It's weird how you look up crusader and it's basically one dude. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's a very little variant on what a crusader is. <laughs> and that's not even necessarily what crusaders looked like. <laughs> like, that's very stylized. Maybe Truth Seder doesn't get bit. The other other one gets bit. Oh, we can have uh, uh 
the other person gets bit, and then that person can bite through armor. Oh, okay. So they're with their sidekick, Truth Sater. Uh, I'm thinking right now, like, uh, I don't know why I'm thinking of exclusively armored superheroes. Maybe we should save them for the defense, like the assault later. Uh, but, like, a hermit crab guy, <laughs> just uh, a hero with a big shell on their back. A ninja turtle? Yeah, but the shell is, like, a lot larger. It's it's not inconspicuous. More like a tortoise. No, I'm thinking, like, pointy shell. Oh. This hermit crab one might be a uh, some someone that is sent in because they're less susceptible to the bites. So probably not this first wave. But I'm thinking their name is, like, Hermitite. I'm just imagining the guy, like, laying down on the ground in front of a bunch of zombies. Just, nope, I'm in here now. <laughs> They can't get through the shell. It's going to wait it out. This shell hardens whenever it's hit. So, so we need someone like soft body Jim. <laughs> Someone's going to get a get a chunk taken out of him. What about a stretchy hero? Oh, a zombie stretchy hero. Yeah. Be weird. Just a mouth coming out of nowhere and just chomp, chomp. That's how they're uh, able to hit Truth Seder. Oh, they squeeze in between. Yeah. It just whoop, chomp. But just justice jam. Jamstice. I don't know about that name. <laughs> jammer. Give him the jammer slam. Mer. He plays Pogs. So now I'm imagining them less stretchy and more oozy, which still yeah. works. But that's what jam makes me think of. Maybe it's... Is there, like, made like of jam? Like Flex's brother. So do we have Jammer and Truth Sater, the unstoppable duo? What if they're both low-level heroes trying to prove themselves... And so they team up this time, but they're kind of like lovable rivals. Okay. Just like, I'm taking down Amazing Rachel by myself. Then I'll prove that I'm a, an A-list hero. And Jammer's like... They both come in there to take take on Amazing Rachel yeah. themselves? <laughs> Jammer's like, well, you better beat him before I do. So they're just two independent solo heroes. And Truth Sater's sidekick, Squire Lad. No, I think uh, they're... In Squire. In Squire? Like in uh, choir. Gross. <laughs> so, do they have like a hammer of truth or something? Do they have some way of telling the truth? Or making someone tell the truth? Oh, truth satyr? Yeah. Um, the power of Christ compels you to tell me the truth. They just have Jesus on their side. They have a truth sword, and anyone stabbed with it has to tell truth. <laughs> what if they just know... When someone's lying. Their their sword will glow in the midst of lies. Oh, I meant they just know. Like, oh, okay. they know internally. And then they wear the armor since that's not necessarily a direct forward. Yeah, I imagine they got some strength or yeah. something. They're ripped. I mean, it, it could be, like, artifact-based. Yeah. The armor is sacred, and the sword is sacred. And then, given with this set of things, they just know the truth. Yeah, I could see that. It's the armor of God. Yeah. And then I like that Inquire is sort of a Batman 66 character where he's always running around. True Seder, what's this? Always asking questions. Always constant. There are no dumb questions, but sometimes there are dumb sidekicks. <laughs> so this, this miniseries starts up and you're just following Truth Seder and their sidekick Inquire. And these are people that don't have their own book. And you're just, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I 
as they're just tracking down. This is the issue zero that you ever they give out on Free Comic Book Day. Okay, okay. And it's just Treat Sater and in Squire tracking down some leads and stuff and doing their action bits. Perhaps intercut with the Jammer doing their thing. So is Jammer made of jam? Is the the real question here. I mean, I was thinking just a stretch hero, but it could be kind of funny if he's like... What if they're just sticky? <laughs> Chris. <laughs> they just should be. I was going to say, it's like Mr. Fantastic, except droopy. Clayface, except not monstrous, just gross. <laughs> what if it's like the the stretchy is a side effect? Oh. The sticky is the main power. Like... They determine what sticks, what of them sticks to other things. So they put a hand down and stick on something, and then the hand goes (laughs) until they determine that it's no longer stuck. So they have less control over their stretching, but they do stretch. Because they can, like, I plant my feet. (laughs) My feet stick to the ground. My hand stuck to the car. The car goes. (laughs) So they sort of more like the kiddo from One Piece. Where he has stretchy powers, but he has to like like baseball throw his own hand and stuff like that. So is it like that instead of the sticky stuff? It's just a little more controlled. I I like the idea of the sticky. It's just like where other stretch heroes can like throw out their arm, like they can just stretch their arm, like like Jake can from Adventure Time. Maybe his is less controlled. Yeah. So maybe they're flying around the city, investigating all the stuff. And then Jammer just happens to be like on the bottom of their car. What are they doing? They're just they're waiting to scoop the here the villain out from underneath them. Like so, Jammer is like a little skeevy guy. Like I know they'll make it to the right spot. Maybe <laughs> just imagine Jammer on the bottom of a car stuck, and then they like stick down their back to the pavement, just car flip. <laughs> or what about a? They just drop a foot and just stop the whole car. <laughs> it's wheels screeching on the ground. So do they have to stretch or can they like exert some force and not stretch? I think they can exert force and not stretch. I'm imagining those guys you get really cheap at like the dollar store that you can throw against a wall and they'll like slide down. I'm just thinking, I just think about that sometimes. Sometimes I just think about that. So we got them. They go and they find out what Richard is up to and say, this is despicable. Yeah. And then Jammer gets bit. Well, hold up. So they find Richard. Do you think Truth Sater and Inquire and Squire just like start attacking him head on? Uh, Truth Sater probably is like, what art thou doing here? I think while he's doing that, Jammer just plops down on top of Richard and just like suffocates him. Oh. (laughs) Like knocks him out. But just like, there we go. That's how we won. Yeah, okay. Like, instead of actually fighting him, since Richard would probably actually win, they just, like, get, like, a technicality on him. So they do that, and then they let the people out, Jammer gets bit, and then all three of them are bit. Yeah. By the end. But then, uh, the, the, they, they fly off or whatever. So who can fly in that group? Maybe Insquire? I feel like maybe Truth Sater has, like, they can just, like, sprout glowing wings. Oh. Can Jammer create terrible fleshy bat wings like an ugly bird yeah um i don't know maybe jammer doesn't fly yeah like they fly out of there and jammer just like plops out but the the humans that were experimented on in the lab they get out and they're roaming the lab they go up to amazing richard they sniff at 
they sniff at him and they're just not interested. Does that mean Amazing Richard doesn't have a soul? I don't know. Well, uh, it's just a little little nugget in there. They just decide not to bite him and leave. It's a story nugget that comic fans of the WSU universe bring up every single time from that event onward. It's like a, a guess of something like, oh, I bet they're going to bring that up. And it's just like, no, he's just in a different comic the next week, so we couldn't kill him. Yeah. Like, it's a, a weird... <laughs> just comics policy thing. That's why it was written that way. But someone 20 years from then yeah. brings it up as an important plot point. So that's issue zero is okay. outbreak. Okay, so this starts to grow and then some heroes are going to come in to try to fight it. Yeah. Because this is a bigger thing now. It starts getting some traction. Uh, we got probably, I don't know, maybe he just doesn't come in right away. Maybe it's other teams. I could see them calling in Spell Squadron to kind of take point on it. Yeah, because they think it, it's got to be something mystical. Yeah, since it doesn't <laughs> immediately come up with like disease. There should be a one-off episode that's Monster Squad somehow related. Mm. Like they need somebody inside the city to get out. I mean, we've got the the, the, the tie-in issues of different things. Yeah. But who who is the, the main carrier of this event? Oh, man, of the event. Because we can, all the groups are taking part in their various ways somehow. I mean, it could even be like a person. Yeah. Big question, is this pre or post robot? Um, I kind of want Artificial Insurrection to be an earlier big event. Yeah, now that works. What if this is recent? So maybe just before Amy gets back? So the ones we got on the deck right now. We got robot. Uh, landslide happens after this. Yeah, landslide is the superhero, supervillain prison break. That's got to happen after because the amazing Richard is in jail at that time. So perhaps he's still knocked out or something when yeah. the next people arrive. They catch him still in the lab. Yeah, maybe it's pretty easy to figure out where it starts, and so a couple people are pretty able to just hop in and grab him out. Yeah, uh, but they they think he can reverse it but he can't. Mm. Does the machine get damaged in the fight, maybe? I could see that. Maybe there's a uh, part of it is there's a, some heroes in this lab and part of this part of the miniseries is uh, just in a room with like some heroes in the room with uh, the amazing Richard trying to get him to fix the thing. Oh, like some some super scientist also is trying to work on the device so that they can reverse the process. So what if? When the outbreak happens, there were some other heroes that the Amazing Richard had captured, and they grab the Amazing Richard and hide into a back room. And so that's like one location the story is taking place is them trying to survive, but also work on the device. Okay. I had an idea on the main character to mm -hmm. focus on. Yeah. What about Spellbinder? Still has a soul, but maybe, maybe um, he's like impervious. Yeah, that part of my thought was maybe a robot squad. Mm. Since they'd probably be more safe to it. Yeah. It's like Spellbinder and Broadband and Dial-Up. And this is the event. It's called Robots vs. Zombies. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going gonna to sneak it in there. For those of you just joining, Quentin wrote most of a book? No. Outline? An idea? Probably for idea. Robots vs. Zombies. A comic that is already a comic. Oh. Uh, zombie, zombies versus robots. Yeah. It's already a comic. Oh. Is it good? Oh. I mean, that that's what makes the most logical sense if we have robots in our world. 
Yeah. So perhaps in the sprawling side of things, the outbreaks are starting, like zombie type outbreaks are starting to happen in other cities because of the super ones. Oh, like they never catch like Truth Stater or Jammer. Yeah. I like the idea of this being a very like the gritty 2000s-esque where it's like well, Truth Stater had these beautiful angel wings. But after he turned into a zombie, they were like devil wings. <laughs> yeah. So perhaps that, I don't know. Is that the main thrust of the story or... Is that a side thing? Maybe that's a side thing, like that comes up after, like Angel Hunter, <laughs> Robo Assassin Angel Hunter. I think maybe in this one they think, yeah, we got him. Like we dropped a bomb or something. I just wonder what the what's the uh, what's the main through line of conflict in the actual series? Then just kind of a zombie hole up thing is part of it. Maybe the central narrative thread is like, what is the difference between these soul-sucking zombies and like a robot? So they're they're like going back and forth with themselves. Like, I mean, are we just programmed? Do we have souls? And also, since it's so close after artificial insurrection, maybe this is also robots trying to prove themselves. Mm. So I, so it's like a robo squad going in on a mission to get extract the amazing Richard and whoever else is with them. Yeah. While they're holed up trying to... So, that thing I said earlier where they ignore Richard, maybe they don't ignore Richard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of another way to keep the tension there. Unless they're both being attacked. But they get cut off from Richard's devices and such. It could be a, f a false positive. Like, the zombies are going after the other heroes... And maybe they leave him alone sometimes, but the heroes think they need to protect him to fix it. I think it's just simpler if they start to go for a Richard. And I don't know who who is there that saves Richard. I don't necessarily want anyone like top level. I was thinking maybe a, a League of Elemental I mean, Animals character. Huh? I mean, you mentioned Inquire. Maybe it's Inquire and the Amazing Richard. Inquire doesn't get bit. Truth Sater, Truth Sater, and Jammer just bust out. In Squire saves the amazing Richard from getting bit. Like they're In Squire is being attacked from all sides and retreats to a closet or something. There you go. To another room, I don't know. But uh they see Richard about to get get bit and feel conflicted and say, Well, I gotta save him. And then it's them barricaded in some other room against the zombies. So you've got that that tension there. And then you've got the there's got to be some very smart people outside trying to figure out how to reverse it, but they can't without Richard's technology. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of how how do we construct it that it's so dangerous. Oh, it's got to be it's got to be soul sucking. <laughs> That's how we do it. It's got to get messed up pretty early on. Oh, the machine? Yeah, like maybe at the end of issue 1. This is a containable zombie threat. Mm -hmm. Someone goes in and the machine gets damaged. And so now no one, no person can get close. No one can just fly in. The machine's just going off, sucking all souls nearby. Yeah. But I still don't see why they can't just like drop a robot in right on top of that location. Hmm. What if? Super shield. Oh, like his whole facility's locked down? Yeah, something like that. I think like we've got to like design it plot hole wise. 
Yeah. So the Amazing Richard has giant monsters that he can summon up. Mm-hmm. What if one of those gets soul sucked by accident? No. Oh. Like it goes off during the the fight. How does that make it very much different from regular giant monsters that want to eat everyone? Well, now it's sucking souls. <laughs> like you fly close to it, and instead of being able to just fight it, it like just starts taking your soul. I'm just thinking, why? Where? Why can't we just drop a? If robots are immune to it, why can't we just drop a robot where we need the robot to be? Hmm. That's the part I'm trying to get. Um. Okay. Because I do like the image of like a robot team that has to make their way through the streets, right, to get to a location. That seems like a very good thrust of the series. Just how do we set it up that we can have that? <laughs> what if when the lab locks down, it like sinks into the ground or something and has a I mean, super we, shield? I mean, we could do like an energy shield or something. He has some energy shield technology that also goes off. So they have to like go down into the sewers or something and go around. Yeah. A bunch of random Centauri got soul sucked and they're just like swarming around the building. Yeah. I think the combination of all these, so it's the most <laughs> contrived thing. <laughs> like they're just looking at the situation, just gah, how? <laughs> They had so many Doomsday super weapons on backlog, and they're just all trying to go off at the same time. So you've got the Centauri security force. They're the first people called in because they're okay. big right now. So they get called in. They go into this lab. The The zombie threat is spreading through the city, but we need a super scientist on the good guy side. Could be. Dr. Drake would be around. Someone determines that we need the machine that started this they they they're in contact within squire okay that's how they know information from the inside like we can't get out there there's like zombies everywhere they're gonna get us jellicers if only i could get a message to the outside amazing richard just tired of answering a million questions is like fine i'll make you a device so you can talk to people outside and stop asking me questions yes so they get a message out Centauri super police? I don't know. What, what, what are these? Mercenaries, maybe? I was thinking just prisoners of Amazing Richard. Oh. Hmm. But I kind of like the idea of they're just semi-super cleanup people. Yeah. Like troubleshooter janitors, but... The troubleshooters. Yeah. They have laser gun? I mean, sure. Okay, so the troubleshooters arrive. They get into the lamb. Zombie starts attacking them. They shoot it, but they shoot through the zombie. And the super scientists on the other side of the line are like, no, don't shoot them. Like, we need these bodies. They shoot. It hits the soul machine. <laughs> and also, someone falls into a sh shield generator. <laughs> How do we make this less contrived? <laughs> oh, less contrived. The intelligent systems of... Uh, the Amazing Richard's place, say, containment protocol, and put up a big shield around the whole city. Okay, there you go. We got it. <laughs> so the building locks down itself, and so the Centauri work really hard to get inside. Yeah. And they work so well that they've blown a hole through all of the security doors that let all the zombies out. Okay, yes. So it's like, it's a low-level threat. They're like, oh, we just need to send somebody over there to, like, you know, let the heroes out or... Yeah, maybe they don't know uh, Jammer and Truth Seder are out yet. Yeah, or They're not they haven't out, yeah. escaped yet. 
Okay. So they get down to like the last room that actually has the zombies in it. And it's a scene of like them looking around in the dark and they see Truth Seder and Jammer. And they're just like, oh, hey, good. You guys are down here. And then Truth Seder like shows off for the first time that he's now bad. Okay. Uh, just like a scene there to end episode one or whatever. I think issue one ends with the, the shield going up. Okay. But Treat Seder and Jammer need to escape before. Maybe Treat Seder only escapes before the thing is out. Mm. So what if issue two, they're approaching this bubbled city now and they don't yet know that the soul machine is malfunctioning? So the maybe the whole the whole issue is like a heist planning mission. Okay. The thing with Myriad is we need a lot more heroes that get soul sucked. You know? Yeah. We need to come up with some way that that happens. So I mean, the city might have its own group of heroes anyway, like its own amateur heroes that run around. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of people in the city. But this would definitely be a good time for a double issue universe characters to get cleaned up if there had been a large amount prior to this event. Yeah. But what I was thinking was they have this large planning meeting. You know, we've got the person that can uh, deal with the zombies without killing them. We've got a couple of those. But the whole thing is Ocean's Eleven style. This is exactly what this hero will do in here and do this here and whatever. They have the whole plan. And you see the whole thing going off flawlessly. And then near the end of the issue, they go, okay, let's do it. And so they open up a side of the the bubble. I don't know, maybe they have some sort of technology to bypass the, the shield. And they step inside and all of their souls are immediately sucked out. Oh. <laughs> Just the plane doesn't work. Okay, so I think I'm getting an idea forming here. So I think the robots get put on the mission just in general. But they're like... I'm sorry, but we don't really trust robots to take lead on this, so you're confined to the command center. And then issue one happens, and the whole time they're just like, we could really be helping. And episode two happens, and they're like, okay, we're sending you guys in. Okay. I was going to say, I like the idea of they have to go through the sewers at times, and that's where Jammer hangs out. Yeah. And then if they're up topside, that's where Truth Seder is. One, what if the they put in they still don't trust the robots at this point. So they they uh before the the robots go in, they barter, they make a deal with uh what do we call it? The lab. Yeah. And have everyone on the robo team put in that they cannot kill any of the people inside. Like they can't they can't do anything that would cause a death to any of the people without the souls. Oh, okay. They can they can never do a kill shot, so they they're kind of handicapped going in. Yeah, because the people, the scientists believe that this can be reversed. We need these bodies. Right. How big do you think the the Ocean's Eleven planning group is? That should be pretty good. Like that'd be a good time for cameos. So maybe it's all a spell squadron and all of ages. Oh no, this is all a, this is people who get their souls sucked down, man. Oh, that's right. I was thinking like the. The command group itself wouldn't go in, but the group of people like the heroes get their soul sucked. Um, what about like 10? What are we going to do to get a whole bunch of people in Myriad? Like, this can be like a later issue thing, like an unexpected thing that happens, but we need to do something for that. 
you know? What kind of people? Like just heroes or? Yeah, heroes and maybe just random people also. I mean, I think as far as just random people, we're probably covered by the city. So what about a team of like 30 B-list heroes? (laughs) That's so wild. (laughs) This event would not happen. Just, why are they setting up all these people that nobody cares about? Oh, well, yeah, they all died, huh? (laughs) I look at it like, man, the purple ferret, that's always been a a lame comic, and he has no fans. Oh, okay, he's dead now. Yeah, I just, why would someone, like, I I buy the new uh, Avengers event, the new Civil War, because it's Captain America fighting Iron Man, not because it's the purple ferret fighting, I don't know, Goopy. Goopy. Uh, I just know a lot of the characters, except for a couple that we have in the fiction, uh, like they're involved in stories actively. Yeah, I, I we could do like like a previous Graham gets picked off or something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm just uh that's fine. No, I'm just yeah. saying it's fine. I just I'm not sure it would make sense in the real world. Right, because we could make a big list and then just retroactively be like, yeah, they were important <laughs> before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there could be some of that. There, there's a there's some people that were big before this. I think we've got to offer up someone in our thing that was in the past. Do we have anyone like that? We haven't gone over Moonglow's death yet. Yeah, do you feel like you've done Moonglow's death like four times? I think I've suggested it like four times. <laughs> Which one of those I, is canon? We haven't picked one yet. I, th- I thought you said her big moment was like on the moon or something. No, that was her last success. I don't know. You You put her in a retirement home and frail and weak. I think yeah. I don't think you get to do that and also she went out <laughs> in a blaze of glory also. I don't know, man. <laughs> well, we've got Truth Sater running around. Do they yeah. infect some people outside and those people have to be brought back to the city for containment as the resolution for that? Well, so I was wondering, does the containment shield go up he gets out or after? I think Truth Sater gets out. Okay. So that you can have a side series where someone's hunting Truth Seder. See, I was thinking, like, what if they have the big final thing and he just, they never find his body or whatever. Because I was just thinking maybe there's another containment team that's Mm. dealing with wherever Truth Seder is going, but they can't catch them. Gotcha. I was going to say, a character that's dead by the time this would start, but that hasn't gotten, like... It isn't part of a current story. Would be Shadow Doom. Mm. Uh, maybe they have a Suicide Squad angle to their team they're sending in. Mm. It's that gonna be, be all villains, and then they open the bubble and send them in. And they just immediately die. Well, may- yeah. What if they send in a Suicide Squad and a regular squad? And uh. I don't know. There was a point in the thinking of it. I was like, what if they uh, surround the bubble? And they all walk in at the same time. Oh. With robots also. Mm. So then the only ones that are left are the robots. And the robots are separated from each other and they have to meet up first. But yeah, I don't know. So heist planning. There's a large contingent of heroes slash villains that go in. Yeah. They all immediately get sucked. The next one is robots. Yeah, the robots in the city. Maybe like they're solo stories. What do you mean solo? stories like are you saying they're not together when it starts then oh i was i just threw that out there i didn't know if that stuck (laughs) yeah i didn't know if like them in a group 
or them by themselves just kind of which one do you want because i also just there's also the the issue three could be about the negotiation of getting robots in there Mm, that's true like the no kill shots angle yeah that might be good so that's actually the episode where they set up the robots going in slash them going in yeah yeah so then we need like a journey for an issue or so like them getting into something drives them underground perhaps the heroes out on the like the hero presence is too great so they slink into the sewers okay then perhaps sewer navigation and there they meet jammer what if what if it's a they're navigating the sewers they've got a map and the dead ends aren't right and it's just jammer jamming up whole areas of the place oh and see i was thinking it'd be almost more like a um like a horror movie tone where you keep getting shots of like goop sliding around in the background that's pretty good but I assume they defeat him and get out. I assume. I didn't know if there'd be another episode where it's actually like just the fight with him or something like that. I guess that would be a good transition to go to whatever Truth Sater's up to. I think that might be a mini series on the sign. Oh, uh, okay. The Hunt for Truth. <laughs> and that's like a ragtag team trying to track down Truth Sater. You got Werewolf, the ultimate tracker. Law Warrior. He was my roommate in law college. We we need some background plot for these. They're trying to get the we're cutting in with some of the in Squire and Amazing Richard. You get some of that. Yeah, I think in Squire needs an arc from where from tr- from issue zero. He's G Jellikers and bright and sunshiny, and I think by the end of this series, just being with Amazing Richard for however long, a couple of days, just makes him a different character Mm. and i think like in comic book terms it would be like when a robin goes from being all happy and bubbly to being a world weary character but i like the idea of him having an arc of changing yeah however that change comes out yeah so uh thought i had was maybe not the maybe the the thing isn't sucking souls because what if we because a city full of zombies i think is less interesting than there's still some survivors in there yeah but what if the the entry point they chose just immediately there were too many zombies there they just get overwhelmed right away okay so they all get they all get turned the whole team the whole or most of the extraction team post shield and that also that way it's less contrived it just the containment shield goes up. It doesn't, there's not a malfunction and a containment shield (laughs) because then we can also have heroes that survived trying to make it through the zombie city. Also, that's true. We can have random bits of those. I was going to say maybe like issue six then is like examining some of those short stories. Yeah. They could be throughout different bits as needed. Like you can slowly see, Maybe which ones survived and whatever, because you do, maybe the first bit where they uh they uh all get bit, you don't actually see who survives that, and bit by bit you're seeing another hero show up here or there, or another uh. or another suicide villain. But that'll leave us that it, there can be a point where it does get soul sucky as like a final turn. Maybe the amazing Richard thinks he's fixed the machine and turns it back on. 
but it's just like a wider berth sucker. That could be so people are surviving and they're like, this is this is good. This is we've made it. <laughs> and then it just starts moving out and getting out everybody. So issue six, they make it to the lab. Several of the other heroes make it to the lab. They actually are able to make a perimeter and beat off the different heroes. Both Inquire and the Amazing Richard have gotten through to each other a bit <laughs> and affected each other. But uh, I like to think that I touched all these children, and I like to think that they touched me too. Was that right? Uh, I think that's... So they do that, and then the end of that issue is, well, let's reverse it. And then everyone that was safe gets sucked in. Oh, that's good, because there's the dawning recognition of, oh, this isn't working. Yeah. So maybe then Richard go ahead, goes ahead and finishes sucking all the other souls in the city so that all the zombies are cleaned up too. And that's when they decide to try to figure out what to do with them. So they got all the souls in a jar. Yeah. What if in this one, one of the scientists remote takes control of a, a robot body and they're like doing the full VR experience, but it's without the permission of that robot. Oh. <laughs> so they, they end up fixing the machine, but it's very uh, ethically dubious. Oh yeah. Um, we didn't mention it in the, the other episode, but I, I don't know why... Cyberwolf isn't around anymore, but I think he might be the computer of the Aegis uh, headquarters. Oh, okay. At one point, Quake says, CW, do this. The Cyberwolf. Yeah. They have this really sad scene where everybody's around Cyberwolf in like a hospital bed. You're like, you can't die. He's like, I, I'm a wolf. I don't have a, a long lifespan. I'm sorry, everyone. And he flatlines and everyone goes really quiet a little bit of crying and then his like iv machine blinks on with his face he's like and i upgraded to a new cyber body and everyone's just kind of mad my wolf body doesn't have long to live yeah but cyber forever baby (laughs) he's just like super annoying by interrupting anyone's computer while they're watching movies or whatever in the aegis tower so so what if they fix it? They fix it and then that thing you said earlier in in Squire has a healing ability or something. Yeah, or they use his body. Let's do them first to to test it. Let's test it on this child first. On this child soldier. So then would eight like the end of seven, they're gearing up to test it out. So maybe in eight, it's like a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Could, and it's just about like, like aftermath. It could be an epilogue. Yeah, more like epic log. Maybe if it just the end of that one is just no, turn it off. There's too many, too many. So the epilogue is going to be seeing the state of the city afterwards, which is still all zombies. Perhaps they've constructed a wall around this city or a fence or something. They've got guards hoping that they can maybe keep these bodies alive and one day get all their souls back in. How do they contain all the supers that went? bad that went soul expired Hmm. is there like so you're seeing the city maybe there's some people doing a walk around or something explaining some of the stuff like uh, I don't know what would go on but you see some of the aftermath there the machines and whatever and then you see far below the city there is a containment cell for all the different supers that super powered zombies or something 
if the Amazing Richard's energy shield was keeping everybody else out, would they just leave that up? Um, I don't know. Maybe it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Maybe there's a rush near the end where it's failing. Ah, okay. So that puts more time pressure on to find the fix. Yeah, so maybe there there is just a cell of heroes in the bottom, like in the oh, lapsel. so okay. So when they start the machine, sorry, when they start the machine to reverse it, that takes a lot of power. So the shield is failing. Oh, okay. But what happens, like it sucks power away from that. But what happens is there's some heroes, like they've got like camps outside, you know, trying to figure this out, the planning stages. Some of those heroes, like the the soul sucking widens out further than oh. the energy shield did. That's how we get more heroes in. More heroes and more outside people. Okay. It widens beyond the city limits until they shut it off. So there's like more that's affected actually. I like that. And then that gives us that gives us like more action here as there's like less containment. So there's more supers battling zombies kind of deal. That makes a more cinematic ending. Yeah. So there's just a bunch of chaos and they're just, well, we got to do this now. Hopefully this is the reverse. Whoops. So I was going to say, I like the idea of Myriad's main job is just to run around the city during the day trying to make sure there's no other like super zombies or contain everything. So I wonder, is part of in Squire's... Perhaps part of their healing ability is they kind of morph. Hmm. Like their their body adjusts some to the to whoever's in charge. I could see that. Because we already determined they get the powers. Is it part of their part of their powers that like gave a uh, uh, Truth Seder wings? I, I know you put oh. put light morphing as a uh like little morphing, but a little bit of morphing, but what if it's light morphing as in light? <laughs> like literally light? Like, wing. That could be kind of cool. See, I have in my head the idea for what Myriad looks like is if you mixed a whole bunch of Play-Doh colors together. So he's like blue and pink and green and, and every frame they would do like have him completely painted differently. You say he, but... Sorry. It's most they. definitely a they now. Yeah. But uh, I kind of... Partly, I imagine an unstable shape, if that's the thing. Unless in the downtime, it's just shared. See, I'm just thinking of it like the way they draw uh, Sandman comics, where every frame, you can tell who the characters are, but it's like they've gotten a little bit of a change in their shape. Yeah. Things aren't as like stable as far as how they look or dress. Because with all the different people and all the different powers, they're just constantly shifting a little bit in how they look and just very colorful. That's all I meant. Yeah. But do we want them to take on the appearance of whoever is in control in addition to that or not? Yeah, I could see that. Maybe they have like a resting face that's just a very generic face. But I think if one person's taking control, they would. Because we could do both. Like they can shift into whoever is in control, but also they're a bit you know, weird to look at. Yeah. I wonder if I can find a picture of what I'm actually thinking. Yeah. I would love that. But, yeah. Oh, man, I just imagine Myriad going around the city. Like, in their downtime, they're just kind of sad. Yeah. Just going around the city, like, stopping at different zombies and checking up on 
all the people inside checking up on themselves and their loved ones. Just like in a family room with the TV on static and there's just a family of zombies hanging out. Yeah. Do we want to come up with uh, some of the side quest stories? Sure. We had the, what, what did we call it? The the hunt for truth or well, what did I call it? I think that was the hunt, for, hunt truth. for truth. So the hunt for truth is like a four issue miniseries detailing people trying to track down the truth Seder. Werewolf is on the team. I don't know who else, but that seems like a good fit. Robot cowboy. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's Wrangler. Wrangler could be out there. Yeah, but Wrangler's a bad guy, aren't they? Suicide Squad rules. Oh, yeah, they're superseding. There's very morally dubious stuff in this. They're superseding the, the AI uh, protocols so that they can have bad guy robots on their team. <laughs> so Wrangler against their will. <laughs> but I just imagine them with the six-shooter running down the street chasing after Truth, Seder, Angel, Demon thing. <laughs> They have their hands out like they're going to draw their gun. But instead of drawing a pistol, they swipe their arms across where their pistols would be. And magnetically, their hands detach and their gun hands attach. And they just got gun hands. <laughs> yeah, but it, do it does have like six shooter revolver elements for some reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's super high tech robot hands, but it's a six shooter. Uh, what other mini series could we have? It's very um, contained in the city. I mean, we could have, instead of the different heroes having their journeys in the thing, the the main series could be the robots and the survivors could have their own series, like Tales of the Survivors or something, so that you read those and you can see how they survived in the zombie city. Um, so that if you're just reading the main series... They, some people just show up at the near the end. <laughs> but uh, if you're reading the tie-ins, you can see how they actually got there. I think that works. I think we should do one of Myriad after, like it's a post story of just them doing the different little things around the city. I was going to say it's like a testing the waters for his own, for their own Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. Yeah, but that's not really a tie-in. That's just kind of a Myriad miniseries after the fact. But yeah, definitely see them coming out of this. What about just uh, more smaller ones? Not like pe people that aren't involved in this event just didn't tie in with it because it is contained. Yeah. But what if uh, you do have, I don't know, just another in the city type thing, but everyday people? I don't know. Yeah. Or the Tales of the Survivors is just a longer, bigger series. Yeah, maybe there's a couple of episodes. On big events, do they come out every month? Surely they don't. They, like, come out every other week or something like that. Oh, I thought they did weeklies, but with big events, it's usually, like, everyone just happens to tie into it. But what if it, but what if it was, uh, like, the Zombie City were coming out every other week? So those cover two months, but there's 16 issues of Tales of the Survivors. Oh. Because it's a bunch of smaller stories. I think that could work. I don't know. Different than the usual tie-ins. Like, there was one in the Civil War that reminds me of that. Like, they had the newspaper coming out i don't know can you think of other things so dial-up was going to be part of the ground team right maybe <laughs> we didn't really dive into who's who was on the team so let's say if dial-up's in the city broadband might need something to do unless that's just they're in the background of all the episodes just kind of watching from on top of the bubble or something <laughs> you could see their legs in the background as like skyscrapers <laughs> yeah Random eyes just staring down. I mean, you could do the zombie kaiju gets let out somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So he can have his own 
so they can have their own episode. Yeah, I don't know if I have any other tie-ins I can think of. It seems a more contained type thing after we've explored right. it. The the bits that come out are the hunt for truth. Well, I think it could have longer standing ramifications. Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's, whenever we come back to it, it's, well, now there's, like you're saying, there's zombies in other cities now, and they got to call back in Myriad to try to help figure out what's going on. And yeah, they could do Zombie City too. What do, what do we want to call it? Which one? Oh, this Zombie City. Yeah, the event. The bubble. <laughs> Under the Dome <laughs> by Stephen King. Zombies. Trapped. Um, the Siege. I think that it actually is an event in Marvel. Iron Will. And Soul. Soul. <laughs> Suck. Soul sucking. I mean, did we want to call them zombies in the thing? We've been using the word zombies all the way. But how... Is there something they call them in the thing that's not zombies? There's like a vampire thing, like thralls. Doomtopolis. We could name the city and it could just be that. The the, the fall of blank. It's like a super serious name. Like Yonkers. Purgatory. Purgatory. No, that's the purge. My bad. Purgatory, Arizona. Thou shalt not kill. All right. I think I almost got something. Okay. So the rapture is supposed to be like when everyone's souls gets taken. Yeah. Is there something we could do with that? Rap battle. Epic raptures of history. Rapture battles. Rapture capture. I was trying to think. So with the the power shield up, it's going to have like a glow to the city. Yeah. So all the outside scenes are going to be cool panels just because of the glowing light. Yeah. I don't know there's something we could do with that. I think it's also, it's going to be like dusk, kind of like glowing, but that's the only light. It like blocks out the the sunlight. So it's like kind of perpetual night, but also like, I don't know, just like low light. I like the idea of it being yellow because then we could say that it has a, a motion to it, like a wave motion. And we could say amber waves. Just thinking a bunch of political ideas. Of course. Yeah, to think you would bring politics into this podcast. I'm sorry. My bad. You know I own double issue dot Republican, right? <laughs> but I just bought double issue dot Democrat. And that's this is and this is the double issue civil war. Uh yep. <sighs> we've incepted a civil another event in this one. <laughs> The two lead comic creators at the time of this event were on opposite political structures. And it began just, they just started killing off each other's characters left and right. Yeah. Uh, the other the other comic was Free Market Paradise. <laughs> and the other other comic was Open Borders Free College. The, the other creator named this series, this is like socialism, right? Am I right? This town, this town is like what happens when you vote Democrat. Parentheses, isn't this just like late stage capitalism? Am I right? Do we want to do comic covers for these and then wrap it up? Truth, Seder, and Jammer having an argument with Inquire, like in the background looking at zombie cages for zero. For issue one, could be like... um. Don't go through them one by one. 
Oh, okay. I think just if you've got any good images, oh. like the domed city with a bunch of heroes hovering around and you see the like the full the full scale of this thing i think that that's one of them okay well i have one for three then okay i really have this image in my head of you have those comics from like the 60s that were about vietnam i think you have the robot ground squad kind of with packs and everything and supplies walking through the city in sort of a similar mirror of that okay with the glow of the city and yeah that's pretty cool uh, what about everyone that dies in that one issue? All of their faces in like a grid. For the epilogue, what about Myriad looking in a mirror, but it's a pointillism colored piece, but each point is like a person's face almost. Mm, that's pretty cool. Or like one of those pictures where it's photographs that make up the picture. Yeah. And it's like they're like David's thinker. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, you got you gotta have the the one of like high noon showdown between Wrangler <laughs> and Treat Seder. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Yeah. I don't think I have any more. In general I've got one about the sewers, but it's just generic hover like Yeah, that's also what I was seeing. Cover. Like something dripping down behind them that they can't see or, you know, eyes in the darkness or some something like yeah. that. Do we do we do we need to go through all the stuff again? Do we have it? Uh, I can do like a top level. Yeah, quick. What we came up with. So we decided to do Zombie City. Did we name the event? N- no. <laughs> I no, lost we the, didn't. the thread there. We didn't name the event. But okay. here's what happens in the quote unquote Zombie City event. The Amazing Richard makes a soul sucking device. A couple of lower level heroes. In a mix. Two low level heroes in a mech suit. <laughs> Truth Seder, In Squire, and Jammer show up to stop him. They tussle, and during the tussle, zombie people that have had their souls sucked out escape. Yeah, and get the, get Jammer and Truth Seder at that point. Right. Uh, In Squire escapes with the Amazing Richard to a safe room, and the building locks down. So then the city sends in a bunch of Centauri heroes, or security mercenaries, to get them out but they accidentally release all the zombies and they start turning everyone into soulless zombies. So then, yeah, the Amazing Richard's facility releases an energy shield to keep everybody inside. So at that point, there's some robot heroes that are being sidelined because they don't trust the robots, but they end up trying to send in a bunch of heroes after a Ocean's Eleven-esque planning session and everybody immediately beefs it. So they send a robot team in. They insert safeguards with the lab and send the robots in. So then they travel to the lab and get forced underground to the sewers for a little bit and fight Jammer. Yeah. They make it up to the lab with a bunch of people that had also survived. They turn on the energy weapon or that Amazing Richard's been working on, but it sucks everyone's soul out that isn't a robot or the Amazing Richard. Apparently. Yeah. And then they turn off the machine, but the... uh, it takes down the shield wall, and so the, all the zombies get out and start attacking people outside the city. Yeah, and some people get turned immediately. It yeah. sucks some souls inside from that. So then they contain the zombies, and they try to put the bottled-up souls back into people, but they end up just putting them all inside in Squire. Yeah, and that creates myriad. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then at the end, it's just they've walled off the city and are trying to figure out how to fix everybody. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good little event. True Seder is on the run for a while, or still is. Yeah, side event. Yeah. And maybe never gets caught. Yeah. Maybe Jammer goes into the water supply. Well, Jammer, more water Jammer gets based. caught. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't want more water-based villains to tie out I don't out want there. Jammer out there. Gross. Okay. That sounds good. Hopefully that made sense to everyone. It was a sprawling mess yeah. on our side, so we'll see how this edits down. <laughs> the hour of us trying to find a domain name for our general work. My recording is at four and a half hours. I think that's about where mine was when I ended my phone. Or is that like four I think uh, there's an hour where we just didn't do anything related to this. Yeah. And then another hour in the middle where we didn't do anything related. There's like two hours. Like we do the opening and then goof off for another hour or something. Yeah. That's fine. But hey, our show art is by Lisa Prather. Honestly, you can find her art on lisapratherart.com or on Instagram. Um, You can find me online at Gwaire, G-Y-W-A-I-R, on Twitter, Gwaire.itch.io. I've made some games. I was in a game jam just the other week, making some sweet jams. That's what I sell on there, my game jams. Uh, There's like an Earthbound jam. You got your Sonic jam, the Blueberry, of course. You've got your Mario jam. I got I sell homemade jams on Gwaire.itch.io. So go check those out. Go follow me on Twitter at Quinn Pongrats and buy all my scented candles at mystery.fish.com. Don't say it out loud. We might use that one. <laughs> they're all they're all fish scented Ooh. candles. Candle.scent.io. You can find us, email, Twitter, website, WordPress, Facebook, Instagram. I don't know. There's links to stuff. There's a Discord where we posted pictures of, what did we post a picture of today? Rainbow person and horny Hamtaro. Uh, <laughs> so hit us up on Twitter if you want to interact with us. Hit us up on Discord, whatever. I don't know. Free Harmonics by the Free Harmonic Orchestra. That was the opening. We shortened it to 30 seconds. Because it's a great song, but we don't want to use the whole song every time. But they let us do that because it's under the Creative Commons. Our stories for next week are going to be you using the prompt void. So come back for those. My lips are kind of chapped. Yeah. I'm just slightly sweaty all over. Like, not really sweaty, just lightly humid. Did we say the end of it? Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. If you like the show, share it with people. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. If you share it with people that you think might like it, because that's how we would get new listeners, is just tell people you like it. Okay. We should buy the Nexus.sucks. <laughs> Do you think anyone would be mad if we bought, like, the Nexus.audio? <laughs> I mean, if we just rerouted it to him, I don't think he'd mind. Uh, I'm but... not going to buy the Nexus dot sucks because that is uh, hundreds of dollars. Oh, are all the dot sucks just like that? I'm pretty sure because the people that buy dot sucks domains are people that are uh, in advertising trying to either buy the domain of your thing dot sucks or make 
you know, mock websites for the competitor sucks. We can get the nexus.rocks for 13.99 and have it go to our website. 